Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. <clears throat> I'm known as Steven. Mm-hmm. And I am Harvey Gladden. Welcome back, everyone. Coming at you with a review of Hellboy. You guys heard of this franchise? Yeah. 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 Yes, we have. And our topic this week is uh, going to be summer blockbusters. We're going to be talking about some of the summer blockbusters coming out that might be notable. Um, summer blockbusters kind of kick off around, like, you know, mid-May, early mid-May. Um, you know, we got Avengers coming out in May, I think. So we're going to take a look at some stuff. Usually blockbusters are what I'm not into. I can't speak for the rest of you guys, but um, I usually try to, like, not put much hope in them because I, I know what they are and I know who they're made for. But sometimes there's those big movies that you can't avoid that you really want to see. Uh, yeah, so let's let's get into the show. Um, but first, Steve, I need to hear about your week. <clears throat> what do you got for me? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty solid week. Uh, can't really complain. Just uh, tearing it up. Living my best life. You know, all those things that kids say. I feel like Getting I'm Getting litty. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's ever said that, but, you know, maybe we can make it a thing. Someone has said that. I mean, Tom has said that, <laughs> so it could be a thing. Uh, I don't know, man. It's been, it's been, a, it's been, it's been fun. It's been getting busy at work mm. and other such things. And, uh, you know, summertime is almost here. It's nice in New York, finally. Yeah, it's getting very warm. You, you know what I, what I, what scares me the most is that. It's still, it's that muggy weather, right? No, no, no. Well, what, what I don't like is that. Why why is spring and fall so goddamn short and summer and winter so goddamn long? Why are they so prominent and dominant? I think I it's because God is punishing us. You think so? They're like, nah, you're not getting nice weather for that long. Uh-uh. Well, yeah. He's like, gotcha, motherfuckers. Are you coming through with some science right now? Well, yeah, it's because those are transition periods. Those are, They're not real seasons. Yeah. They're just like uh, transition. Sounds like science and, you know... <laughs> I just can't back. God, why does the transition feel so nice? But yeah, it's been it's been a good time so far. Let's see what happens for the rest of the week. There's nothing too. I'm trying to think what the fuck happened. Oh, we all went to the movies, but I think we mentioned that. Yeah, last we week. we mentioned that last week. Well, yeah, we mentioned that we were going to the movies, but uh, it was very exciting. It was yeah. it was our very first group outing <laughs> ever. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I'm excited to hear y'all talk about that. Actually, I feel I feel like people assume that like because we do a podcast together, we're always like at the movies together. Like I don't even know when you guys are going to the movies. I don't even know what the hell you guys do half the week. <laughs> we definitely. Uh, I just recently found out Harvey actually goes to movies a lot, and I'm, I'm surprised. I found out what theater he goes to a lot recently. Well, I mean, you I, mentioned it, but I never really I thought about it. I'm like, man, that's a real fucking trek and a commitment. Hey, man, I went to the theaters three times this week. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to the Impressive. theaters. You're not you're not gonna be very surprised, but <laughs> oh yeah, I already know. <laughs> already know. All right, well yeah, that's my week. Fucking cool. very cool. average, fucking shit up, loving life. Uh, spring is here, I guess, and some other bullshit. All right, well uh, Harvey, how was your week? My week has been pretty good. Better than last week? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think I've been uh. It's been a weird time at, at the office, actually. So, um, sort I mean, of. I, I, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah. Is everyone so, just kind of walking around like, well, well there is the a, end of days? There, well, sort of. 
everyone there's only like four people left in the office at this point we're like the, Wait, what, four from from how many before uh there were about 18 of us oh, jesus um yeah so everyone's last day was like last friday or whatever but uh we've been working for we're working for the like the remainder of the month to uh close things out and stuff like that um but yeah it's been a it's been a good week other than that it, can you take stuff like once once the doors close can you like ram what do they call it uh ramsack ramsack the place yeah just like take well see the tv on the wall like oh, that's not exactly well not exactly but um i will be taking my computer and like maybe some monitors um so basically you're gonna make our home into a pawn shop we're pawn just gonna shop. have like fucking 20 fucking pcs <laughs> we're gonna have monitors everywhere basically yeah we're gonna have people coming in and out uh looking at looking at products but yeah, it's been a good week i suppose much better than my other week how okay. About, how about you? Yeah. Uh, my week was was good. Just did some um, living, just living, living life. You know, I can't say that I did anything interesting. Um, really? Because I heard you did something interesting. <laughs> you got some new shirts, man. That's like the biggest thing that I've, I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. I've decided to bite the bullet and um, emerge into spring with floral shirts. Uh, wearing one right now. Uh, but my favorite one is at home. It's like neon colors. It's like black with neon colored flowers. I I think it, it brings a, a vibrancy to my life that was missing before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought like a relationship usually does that. Many things can, can do bring that. vibrancy. That's interesting, man. Changing yeah. my life right now. Learning a lot. Should try it sometime. Oh, maybe. Steve, you need more color in your life for sure. Yeah, it's this weather, man. It's been very gloom and no, gray. no, no. You oh. need to fight it. You need to fight it because you know I see you quite often wearing very boring colors. Not very boring. I think I've, I keep it simple. Yeah, I, have a I mean, I, at this point, look. it's it's simple in the sense that it's the status can, quo. Yeah, you can keep it simple, but also I don't I don't like wearing. You need to, you I don't need like to pop. You I don't need to pop in people's lives. The thing is, I'm not a peacock. You know, I'm not all about the flash. I'm more. I'm not either. I'm very understanding. It's not about the flash. It's about the energy you give off. But my energy is like, you know, like, what's up? It's not good enough. I don't know, man. It It worked worked for me last week. So, I mean, I'm not really. I'm not going to fucking change what I'm doing. We need you to pop. I think it still works for me. My it works for you, but you're affecting the mental health of the people around you. So my 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 laid back energy is is and my style. Yeah, is, just those gray clothes are just making me depressed right now. And I think you know, as a friend, you should you should I should care more. Yeah, about, that's why I wore this shirt to the podcast because I need. It's you very guys distracting. To be here. I'm trying to like I'm trying to like right not fashion. look at the, the yellow shirt. <laughs> it's yeah, bright. Yellow. It's fucking it's bright light, and I'm like fuck. So it's it's been quite. Everyone needs a little ray of. He looks like a Twinkie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Twinkie with blue jeans on. Everybody loves fucking Twinkies, right? It's where (laughs) I'm a goddamn ancient relic. They still make those again? Yeah, they still do. I think they actually brought them back after a petition. All right. Um, Fuck. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, that's all this Twinkie's got to say, really. To be honest, is that his new name? Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Twinkie. My name is Twinkie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather rather talk movies, man. Let's, just, let's fucking get right into it. Cool. I got a movie for you. Yeah, you you lost the uh, the game. Yeah, though. I'm lose. I lost like five times in a row. It's been like a lot. It's because you don't wear colors. 
I don't know if that has anything to do. Your with energy it. you're giving off is so unfamiliar. The dice, the dice feels the it's energy. It's a J Electronic uh, lyric. You feel good about yourself? I do. What'd you watch? I forgot. Watch, I watched your next. It's a oh, it's a horror joke. movie. Cool. I'll be over here. Uh, directed by Adam Wingard. <laughs> uh, I don't know what these stupid ass taglines. You're next. Did you remember to lock your door? Uh, that's a pretty weak one. I thought they could have done something a little bit better, but. Uh, uh, Adam Wingard, we know this guy because he's directed sort like a lot of other films. He directed The Guest, which is I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of The Guest. Uh, and but he also directed Death Note, which was terrible. And then he's also done like a lot of random shit, like VHS short films and like ABC's like of Death. And I've seen a couple of those, but not a lot. A couple of those guys have done those, like Ty West too. Yeah, has done one. Uh, and he apparently he also did the new Blair Witch one, which I heard was pretty fucking trash. So I mean, this guy like kind of started up, and he and he, and honestly, I think he had really promising. I mean, he probably still doesn't have a promising career, but you know, the last two films I guess that he released were kind of duds, especially Death Note. That shit was trash, but this one was good. I had a fucking blast. I think Harvey described it best. He's like, if you want a fun movie, this is it. And uh, your next is about. Uh, a fam- basically it's a home invasion film. It's about the David San- uh, Davidson family that they all kind of get together during a family reunion, and during this reunion they get attacked by a uh, by a group of killers that wear animal masks, and you don't know why they're attacking. You don't know what is happening. Uh, you just know that they're kind of like I think it has a great opening sequence or like that. Uh, the first, so the first, I would say, five minutes of, like, the onslaught when they get that initial attack from these killers, it's, like, the funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh, several people die. I'm not going to say who. Uh, oh, just to let you know, Ty West is in this. And then also fucking uh, Joe Swanberg, who has, like, some of the funniest lines in this movie. He's, like, the biggest dick ever, He's the ever biggest too. dick, dude. It's so funny. Dude, he has, like, the funniest line with him and Felix. They're, like... He's like, Felix is talking about, like, they're just like, it's like, wow, we don't get service. He's like, they probably have a cell phone jack, uh, uh, what they call a cell phone jammer. Yeah. He's like, you can buy it online. He's like, he's fucking Felix. criminal. He's like, criminal. He's like, what do you call him a low life? He's yeah, like, yeah, Felix, he, you fucking low life <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, and that's what this, this film is. It's just like, a, it takes like the typical home invasion tropes. And I hate to say it subverts them, but it kind of does because it has several twists and turns throughout the film that kind of keep you engaged. And I think that's the best part. Like, I remember this movie came out. People fucking hated it. I was just like, I was like, really? I was like, yeah, it was trash. It was trash. And I never watched it. But I would say like this, I, I don't know where these claims are coming from. Like, I think it was super engaging. I thought it was a very well done a suspense film. Uh I think it was tastefully done, the violence. It wasn't like, it was funny, but it wasn't like over the, it wasn't like grotesquely done. It was just, I don't know, it just was really well done uh, in terms of like visual effect and how the way like certain moments can be comedic. And I think it blends that, that genre very well. It has like these lighthearted moments or like to alleviate all like the fucking insanity that is happening. Because within the first five minutes of this fucking film, like it's just like blood everywhere. But it's so much fun just watching all these people just like scramble and I feel like this is the most realistic like portrayal of like what would happen in a situation like this when you're like with your fucking family and like someone attacks and everyone's just reacting in like this very like chaotic way and everyone's just like screaming at each other but like meanwhile people are breaking in it's just like what the fuck are you doing 
No, I had a lot of fucking fun with this movie. Oh, it's a good, it's a good recommendation, Harvey. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think you should uh, shoot this one over to Thomas. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you would appreciate. No, I would think you have a good time with this movie. I think you would appreciate it. Let me live. No, I mean, do you watch the guest, right? Nope. Really? Why would, I, the, why would I watch the guest? The guest is good. It's a great, it's a great suspense film. It's like very much like Hitchcock. My first time hearing that it was good. Really? Yeah. People say it's bad. Is that a bad movie? No. But, but nobody's that. ever told me to watch it. Oh, well, I'll put that on your list. Don't worry, man. I got you. I had a conversation with Tappy in the car. I might come up later. We'll see. Why? What happened? It's involving you. We'll see. Let's wait, wait, wait for the. Oh damn! Let's let's wait for that the episode to play out. The fuck? Okay. This is controversial now. <laughs> I want to know what happened. Uh, did you watch anything else? Wait, did you want to talk about the one we saw? Yeah, we can talk about the. Well, one you we gotta, saw. you gotta, you gotta rate that. Oh, I have to rate the movie. Fuck, I hate rating. Uh, Why? Well, I want to surprise Steve. Uh, yeah, I just don't like it. I mean, you could tell I had a really good time with this movie. I think it's really well done. Uh, keeps you engaged. Uh, I would definitely go for a rewatch, and I'll definitely recommend this uh, to other people. I just find it weird that people are hating on this movie. Uh, a lot, too. Remember when it first came out? I'll give it, like, let's say a light four, man. I thought it was fucking great. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was a great time. And I'll definitely go for a rewatch. Wow. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about Climax, which is the movie we all saw? Now, I want to talk about this controversy. Uh, it has to do with the game. Um, what happened? What happened? Uh, no, we're, if the game, we'll talk about it when the game comes up. No, nah, man. It's a hot topic. All right. So, you can talk about Climax. Well, I mean, we could, we could just both give our thoughts. I feel like Harvey went into great detail about it a co- like three episodes ago, so I don't know if it's worth, uh, hammering the nail again. Was it three episodes ago? It's two episodes ago. Yeah, even worse. Um, but we could we could maybe just share our thoughts. I don't think we need to summarize it or anything. Um, All right, you go first. Oh, did you watch anything else besides that? Or is no, that, that was okay. it. That was right. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we went and saw Climax. Uh, it was a group of us. It was me, Harvey, and Steve, as well as my girlfriend Tappy and our friend Patrick, former intern of the show, former guest on the show. Um, right, and Pat does. You know, he's been a guest on the show. He's his credentials don't really. <laughs> he's been a guest for reasons not uh, his credentials of watching movies. Um, so he doesn't watch. He he watches more. I mean, yeah, he watches more mainstream stuff. Yeah, yeah, and if there's like something. That sparks his interest particularly. He'll watch it, but he does not go out of his way to watch movies like like this. Um, so what better way to bring him to the movies than to take him to a Gaspar Noe film, which is funny in itself. But uh, yeah, so Climax. Um, first question, Harvey, does it hold up for you? Even more so, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, you like it more? Yeah, okay. uh, it, it definitely held up. Cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, Harvey explained the opening scene and how cool it was, and yeah, I'll totally agree with that. That, that was that was a lot of fun to watch. I was worried that it was going to be more contemporary and boring, um, but the dancing was so dynamic, and I just seen within a span of 15 minutes, like, 
so many different styles of dancing and, and all meshed together the same song. And I think that was very cool, and it looked very cool the way it was shot. And there's even like another little dance montage in the the middle that was a lot of fun as well. But um, <clears throat> overall, this movie, uh, I did like it a lot. Um, I don't think I liked it quite as much as Harvey. I believe he, he really enjoyed it. Um, semantics, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was a really good movie. I do agree with the fact that it is his more accessible film. Um, but that being said, it's still jarring to certain audiences. Uh, but I think most people can handle it. It's not, it's nothing too bad. Uh, and too like, I don't see it as being the kind of movie that someone would really walk out of. I don't know if people walked out of your screening when you saw it first, but um, I don't think it challenges the audience in that sense. Um, But it does challenge you as an audience member in general. Um, Yeah. What what did you think, Steve? I I really liked it. It was good. Yeah. That's it? (laughs) No. Uh, No. uh, I I think from Harvey's earlier review, how the way he just made it sound, uh, it, was, it was super intriguing. And I was just like, I have to go see this fucking movie. Just because that opening dance sequence within that trailer where we see snippets of it, you're like, what the fuck is this? And uh, kind of the first, I would say the first few minutes, I was just like engulfed. I was just like, I think I think the title is aptly named. Like, it, it really is that 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 feeling, that whole time of the film, you're just like, you're you're just rising and you're rising and you're rising and rising and rising and you don't get that release till the bitter end, and uh, it's I think it's a well done film in terms of just cinematography, uh, story elements though it seems like a lot of it's it seems like things are happening there's no real direct there's no scenes it's like it's not broken up as like a typical film it's more or less you're just following. You know, a cam. The camera's following a single person, and then you see what is happening, like play out. It was it, it, filmed and directed that way too. Like, and I like there was that. no screenplay. <clears throat> there was like a screenplay, but it was like outlines. Yeah, exactly. Everything else in there was like improvised. They just came up with it. Yeah, like, definitely seems improvised for sure. Yeah. And I feel like some movies could suffer from that, but I feel like this film in particular. Just I feel like I couldn't see it being it being any other way. You know it, what I mean? It, like it's it like, works because it's like in that environment where you would where people are sort of talking to each other and. The I love, I love, yeah, all the aunt like that. Just like you know, we'll follow. We'll have a tracking shot of one character walking through the hallway, and you just have like, you know, muffled screams in the fucking background, and you have other people arguing, and you just have all this, and then the music just does not stop. It just keeps fucking going, and you're like, all these things are happening, and you're trying to like digest this information like visually and audibly, and you're just like, it's overwhelming at times. It it, it is, and it does give you that like feeling of like a little bit of anxiety and i think if that was his goal i think he accomplished it perfectly uh i love the <laughs> yeah, it feels like being too high yeah it really does it, i think it captures perfectly what it feels like to be too high i've been i don't know if anyone knows but uh you know i used to party back in the day and, uh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah back when i was a younger younger kid and uh i've been i've been too fucking high and that shit like i could i could relate to being too fucking high where you're just like i can't control shit i don't know what is happening what is going on like so i i feel like he did that just so well and also like the narratives with all the characters and like i think it's a great glimpse into like how fucked up 
people are. Like it shows our darker side, but also like this more like the fact that we enjoy it. Like, you know, we get some revel out being fucked up to one another and to ourselves. Man. World star. Like we we out no, we thrive on that. And I think also like sexuality comes into play as well when you're just like it's like you know, there's several scenes where it's like, why is someone ramped up like this when all this insanity is happening? But it's just like, I don't well, know, I think it speaks. I've never been on LSD, so I think I it just, know. I think it just speaks to our like, like humans in general and like our dark nature, like how I don't know. I think I don't, I don't know. This film really spoke to me, and I think it's uh, one of the best films I've seen all year. Well, I've given yeah, it a five I mean, out of five. Uh, really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah. I want to rewatch it, and I've been rewatching both dance sequences there's like two major pivotal fucking dance sequences there's the opening which is amazing but my favorite is with daft punk uh i think yeah it's a daft punk track and it's like mixed with like a that kitty smile guys yeah too and it's it's amazing that whole sequence is incredible and he plays the fucking credits right in the middle of the oh two. my god i love that that was great dude i love the way that it was so un- unorthodox was so good <laughs> it was like so unorthodox all the way he just like inserts the credits in that yeah, the moment cre- yeah the credits are like fucking 40 minutes in yeah it's like <laughs> oh, now the movie fucking started you're like what the hell is happening yeah, yeah i like it uh i would say the only down part i think they they linger a little bit too long like for odd, like for me, I was able to sit through and I was fine. But I think maybe for some people, they probably won't be able to sit through like the interview sequence because it does go, it does go on for a little bit. But it gives you a glimpse into who these people are. It's important. It is important, it's but super. I think but if I, if I'm being it. honest, I don't really remember. I think it was just too much information at once, and yeah. I, I don't think I really used it once I got in the room with the characters. Yeah. Like I didn't go, Oh, he said that in the interview. So he's, uh, I don't think I, yeah. I think I, think I remembered me. a decent amount of it. When you rewatch it for the second time, you definitely pick up. Yeah. Uh, you pick up more the second time, yeah. which gives this movie, it probably, this movie, uh, knowing what happens, I bet there's a lot of nice, uh, touches. Some foretelling. Yeah, foretelling. foretelling yeah. yeah. Yes, there is. Um, so I think that maybe on a rewatch, I'd like it more. Um, yeah, I would say the beginning, I, I agree with that criticism. Um, also, like, I mean, I would say I like the end, but I don't know. The movie doesn't really, like, fizzle out or, like, it It, it kind of just comes to a halt. And I, I think that kind of that's affects... That, that's the... That was, yeah, I think that's perfect, though. I love how it's just, like, you you finally get to breathe. You're like... Well, I, well, I wish... I actually didn't want... I would prefer to not breathe or, or at least prefer some sort of more... Uh, Honestly, I would rather be more depressed in the end. I was looking for more depression. Um, I feel like some of the I, people in the theater weren't fans of the film. I, I got oh, that they vibe. weren't. They weren't. Yeah, people. There was a scene where like people were like, "Oh," and it was like, "Yeah." Super, I mean, well, I think people. I mean, I knew who I was getting into because I it's Gaspar No, but um, I remember Pat coming out saying that movie was stupid. Um, he obviously did not like it. Uh, but someone who was walking the opposite way who came out of the theater was like, I agree. And I was just like, none of you know anything about Gaspar Noe films or I don't yeah. know why you came to see it. I don't know. It, I think, I think Pat's, I think after having a little time, cause we were, we we're hanging, me and Harvey were hanging out with him the other night. what do he say? And I think his tune is changing. He's like, I think, I think. Yeah. He, he, like, he only I said think, positive things when we were really? at his house. Yeah. I think yeah. it's because that movie well, just he, takes he some time. Re- yeah, he doesn't review just, movies just, like us. As soon as we leave movies, we're like processing them and like reviewing them in our heads. I like replayed the uh, I replayed the dance sequence on his uh, on his TV, and he was like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad." (laughs) 
Yeah. No, I mean, this is definitely a really good movie. I, I'm not in the five-star camp for, like, maybe just little things. Um, and I don't know that a Gaspar No film will ever be a five-star movie for me. So it kind of boils down to that. Like, if he, if that is your type of movie more than it is mine, I think you're going to give it five stars. Because this movie has the potential to be five stars for certain people, but for me it's like a four-star, like a heavy four-stars. Um, uh, makes me want to rewatch Love. But I, but I really like the, enjoyed it. Did you like the camera work? Oh, the camera work is great. I actually oh, really I forgot to mention that. Uh, he I, shot it himself, too. I, I really enjoy that style of camera work. It, it really felt like you were walking around on LSD with your head like this, yeah. <laughs> like cocked yeah. to the side. Yeah. Um, and I like that style of cinematography because you, it, it really does kind of get you in that mindset of like how you would remember an event like that. Um, yeah, it's that it's one of the like things I love about cinematography. Completely distorted and fucked up. There are times where I was going over this with my last week's review of Dragged Across Concrete. There, are, like, cinematography is so great because like, there's no one good type of cinematography and one bad type. Um, whereas I think there is bad types of s- storytelling. You know, like, uh, cinematography can be very good if it's just on a tripod. Um, it just depends on how it's put together and the reasoning for that, you know? So, yeah, I'm sitting at a heavy four for this film. It's definitely in my, my I think it's my number two movie of the year right now. Uh, I'm going to rewatch Love. I'm going to go back through. I'm going to rewatch Irreversible with Tappy. I don't think she's seen it. Um, I just I just want to see if like, I was just... I need her to see that. Um, then maybe after that I'll watch a Serbian film with her. <laughs> I've never nice watched. little, nice little date night. I've never watched that. Have you guys seen that? No, no. I have no interest in watching that. Newborn porn. I'm no. good. All right. Um, that film is just shock for shock value. I feel like there's no like, yeah. merit. I also watched some of Enter the Void a long time ago. I feel like I don't remember much about it. Uh, but I, I do want to rewatch that because I, I like the the premise and the setting of it. Uh, okay, cool. Um, should I just do you want to go Harvey or do you want me to talk about another movie I could talk for a little bit yeah and I'll go in after you Um, I've watched a few things a few a few Um, okay. one thing I watched uh, I'm not sure if you guys are in the know or not but like Donald Glover released a secret movie like yesterday I am in the know I found out yesterday yeah he released a movie called Guava Island on uh, Amazon Prime. Is it? Is it? I heard it's only on there for a day. Is that true? No, it's not. Okay. Well, I don't know. It could be. I'm not entirely sure. I, I watched it today, um, so I'm not sure. Maybe it was a 24 hour thing. But uh, yeah, it's directed by uh, Hiro uh, Mirai. He has done a lot of the Atlanta stuff, and I think he's done quite a number of. Uh, Donald Glover's music videos, including uh, This Is America. So he's pretty well known at this point for his uh, very cool uh, shooting style and uh, just crazy um, editing that's always in his uh, music videos. But um, yeah, anyways, this movie is about a, a musician that designs uh, a scheme to to like uh, have a festival in this uh, dictator-run island called Guava Island. And uh, he sort of gets in over over his head with the dictator. 
Um, it stars Donald Glover as uh, Denny. Rihanna is in it. Uh, she plays Kofi. And they're t- sort of a uh, couple. Um, it also stars Letitia Wright from uh, uh, Black Panther. And uh, Nanzo uh, Nuzi. I think I've seen him in a few things. He's like... Well, sorry, it? I was going to ask a quick question. Mm-hmm. Does he kiss Rihanna in this? Um, I think so. But all right. I'm not entirely sure. That's all the information I need. This oh, yeah. this is not a passion project. This was just a scheme to kiss Rihanna. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean I I'm all for it. I'd do it too. But let's let's be real with this is Harvey. This, so this, this is a secret movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think uh, anyone knew that it was happening. I certainly didn't know. Um. So it was a bit of a surprise. But uh. Yeah. Anyway, like this movie starts off with this um very cool animated intro. And it reminds me of uh, like movies from the late '80s and like early '90s. Uh, specifically, remind me of uh, this movie, um, Bay Bay Skids. Oh, I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen it. I'm not entirely sure why. I think like the animation style, maybe. But yeah, it starts off with uh, this animated intro that was very cool, and it's uh, narrated by Rihanna. She's sort of telling the story about the history of Guava Island. Uh, Guava Island is known for having this rare caterpillar or bug that produces this very fine silk. And this island's purpose is to be sort of a retreat or a, a safe space in the world, in a world filled with war and love. And she explains that God created this island. It's sort of a sort of a, like a local local folktale i suppose and yeah anyway man eventually sort of takes advantage of this of this silk and 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 uses and uses this uh island this resource to to their benefit and they sort of exploit exploit this island and then it becomes a spot the one spot that god designated as as the place of of rest and peace and and everything good it, it's no longer that it's been corrupted by man and then god of course turns his back on on people and um it's a very cool uh very cool uh animated story too um, i think uh, when you guys see it it'll, it'll you'll agree with me i'm gonna but, check this out but yeah uh, the story begins uh donald glover plays a character named denny and denny is a musician and he's trying to put on a festival he He's a very different character than the other characters in this movie. This is like a dictator-run uh, society. Everything is very homogenized and monotonous. People wear the same thing, the same things that work. There's like this, these uniforms that they wear. Denny doesn't dress like them. He doesn't behave like them. They're always on time, and they t- they take work very seriously. But Denny is always late, and he doesn't wear the uniforms. He wears a... A shirt very similar to Tom's actually, and it's like open, and his chest hey. is showing all the time, and he's like wearing like little red shorts. He just basically looks it's like Donald. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's a musician, and he works at a radio station, and um, that's like your first glimpse into like uh, what this world is, what this island is, and uh, what the sort of dic- the dictator and his family what they've done to this island. Because Denny's voice is very beautiful, but he sort of uses it to uh, he's forced to sing about things that he that he doesn't necessarily believe in. He's he's pushing sort of 
uh, propaganda through this through this radio station, and he's using his voice, his beautiful voice, to use it. So it's sort of a almost like a corruption of a this character and of his voice sort of, sort of like the island was sort of corrupted by, by man. And, um, there's like a lot of political and, uh, I think social themes in this movie and also capitalist as well, sort of, uh, frowns very heavily on capitalism, but yeah, anyway, Denny is planning this festival and the dictator knows that if this festival happens, people will not show up to work. So he tells Denny, you can't do this festival. And he sort of threatens him. He he destroys his guitar, and he threatens him like, "Don't don't do this." And um, Danny sort of has a very difficult decision to make. Um, I liked I like this very much. It's a feature film, but it's only fifty five minutes, so it's very short. Um, so I, I feel like I can't necessarily rate it fairly, um, but I did enjoy this a lot. I could have taken another three hours of this. Um, it features all, like all Donald Glover's music as well. Um, some songs are songs that were from, uh, like past albums. Um, like he has like the, this, this is America song in here. And then, um, he's also like sort of in a warehouse, like in the, in the place that Denny works. And he sort of uses this is America to explain like the, like the political situation on his Island and that, and what, um, and he's like explaining what their lives mean in the context of uh in the world and, and in this society and it and it works perfectly with the movie and there's like several other instances where they it, it sort of works as a musical almost and he's using music to explain his feelings or his his ideas about about their world about their island and um it's like woven into like the fabric of this movie and it works really fucking well it's like it's so seamless too. It doesn't feel like um, I don't know, like a lot of a lot of movies have had like an artist create a soundtrack for for their movies, and they just feel sort of clunky and out of place. They don't necessarily fit, but this like fits more perfectly than I've seen um, movies attempt to integrate music into into their storyline. Like in a long time, it's done so well. Um, I don't know if I should really say much else about it, but it's just a fucking, it's beautiful. Honestly, I was super impressed. Um, I probably, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a, a fanboy right now, but I, Donald Glover has not done wrong yet. It's, it's very impressive and it's, it's very mm. good. And, uh, I think a lot of that credit is due to, uh, hero Mirai too. It's, it's shot very beautifully. And, um, it just looks great. Um, it's not a full feature, so I don't think I can necessarily give it it's 55 a five minutes, out right? of five. But it, from what I saw, it's very solid. It's I would give it a strong four. Um, I recommend. If it is still available, y'all should definitely see it. Um, Interested. I had read some Amazon dumb Prime. headlines saying know. it was only available for a day, but that wouldn't make any sense. Um, could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe it is, and maybe it, they're going to get like a very limited release. I don't know. And then maybe it'll come back. It could be like a marketing strategy or some shit. Yeah, didn't it? Didn't the premiere in Co- Coachella? I have no idea. Never mind. I hate it. Coachella. Um, I watched another movie. I don't know if you want me to talk again or if you. No, just keep you going. You want to talk here. about something? No, keep going. I might use the bathroom, though, because 
It's hitting me hard. So what happens when you drink a liter of <laughs> you know, demon fucking demon juice. juice the three the Hebrew six 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 symbol. Um I watched Missing Link uh, a few days ago. Um like uh-huh. Yeah, this studio, yeah, like a studio, they made um right, right. Coraline and uh well, I'm not necessarily sure if they made Coraline or if they just animated on it. But they I know that they definitely made Kubo in the in the two strings. I like Kubo. Yeah, I like Kubo a lot too. And um also Paranorman. Paranorman's great. So I figured I would check this out. Even though I wasn't entirely sold on the trailer, it looked uh I don't know, just a little bit underwhelming, I suppose, for me. But um, yeah. Anyway, this was directed by Chris Butler. It stars uh, Hugh Jackman, Zach Galifianakis, Zoe Saldana, Stephen Fry. This is actually a star-studded uh, list. Emma Thompson, uh, David Williams, a lot of people. Uh, Matt Lucas from um, I forget what he, that show was. But um, anyway, this is uh, about a charismatic guy named uh, Sir Lionel Frost. He's like a an investigator of myths and monsters and um he's trying very very hard to get into this high society of of other adventurers and like manly men but they don't really recognize him as as one of their own they believe that since he seeks out uh these sort of myth like mythical monsters and and things he's not a real adventurer because they don't believe in these things of course and He's very desperately trying to gain their acceptance and their and their sort of brotherhood, I suppose. And he decides that he's going to go off and find Sasquatch. Actually, he receives a letter from from uh, from someone saying that they know the location of Sasquatch. So he goes out to the from England. He goes to the Pacific Northwest, Northwest, and uh, I believe it's Washington, like Washington State. And they actually specify. Uh, but yeah, he goes out there to prove the existence of Sasquatch and bring back some proof so he can finally get into this uh this society of adventurers. And he gets to he gets to uh America and gets to Washington and very quickly actually he did find Sasquatch. Like without much of a search at all, Sasquatch sort of finds him and he's like, Yeah, I'm the one that actually wrote you and I wanted you to come discover me. Yeah. Because Yeah, he um Turns out Sasquatch can read and he's read stories about this uh, adventurer and he wants him to help him find others like him because there are no more Sasquatch left in, 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 in like the America. Did they all the get hunted down? They don't necessarily specify, but this movie does. Uh, one of the major things in this is, I believe, uh, preservation. Yeah, preservation and um, um, conservatism. That's the right word, right? Yeah, yeah. in the context yeah. of what you just said. Con- conservatism is, in fact, a word. Yeah. Um, or conservation, actually. Conservation. and uh, That's the word. Yeah, that is a word. Yeah, conservatism is, is actually not the correct <laughs> word, but it is a yeah. word. I understood where you were going, though. Yeah, conservation is a heavy theme in this movie, and um, I believe colonialism is as well. Um, anyway... The the guy Lionel Frost he he agrees that he'll help uh, Sasquatch find the Yeti and unite him with his uh, distant cousins because he is tired of being alone and um, Frost obviously be- believes that if he is 
if he does this, then he would have he would have evidence to prove that Sasquatch exists, and therefore he can finally get into this society. So you have these two characters that are sort of looking for something. They they're both very much alone. Uh, Frost is alone in the sense that he is the only one in his social circle that believes in these things. And Sasquatch is sort of literally alone in the sense that he is the last of his kind and he's very lonely out in the middle of nowhere. And so together these two sort of create this friendship as they're trying to discover uh, Shangri-La where these yetis have uh, apparently or yeah, uh, apparently lived for thousands of years undisturbed by people. And it creates this very, um, this very cute and very um, funny relationship between the two. They they're very much trying to help themselves, but in the end, of course, they end up helping each other and finding a sense of uh, a sense of belonging in each other, which is um, it's it's a very cute story. And I suppose the only negatives i would have to say about this is that it doesn't it doesn't entertain i think consistently throughout the film i think there are some low moments and there's some moments of long stretches where the comedy could have been uh amped up a bit i think there are definitely some moments in this that i found pretty funny but i wouldn't say that it's very consistent throughout the entire movie uh the animation is however very impressive it is um it's very different than than the other sort of more mainstream and uh, more popular styles of animation that we get now. I suppose because that's mostly dictated by like uh, um, Disney, or Pixar. But um, so like visually, this just looks very different than uh, what we're used to getting. And I think that these keep getting swept under the rug. And that's quite unfortunate because they are very beautiful and they're, they're very good movies. Um, Painstakingly crafted yeah you can tell a lot of work went into this like they there's some scenes where they of course have to like sail over over the oceans and the water is just so fucking beautiful um it's very good animation um what else what do i want to say about this um i think that zach galifianakis's uh <laughs> sasquatch is pretty funny um he doesn't really have a name or anything because he is the last of his kind. So he's never really had anyone to name him. So, um, he tells this story about how he met this, um, this, this explorer or this, I forget what they, what they were, but I think they were like a prospector or something like in deep in the woods. And he was like, he really admired this person because they didn't necessarily run from him like everyone else or scream. They just sort of smiled and, and Frost asked, what was the name of this man? He was like, uh, Susan. And so that's how he chooses his name. And it's, uh, just really funny and sweet. It seems like a charming film. Yeah. Just overall, it's quite a charming movie. It's very funny and sweet. I like the studio a lot. I think, uh, like you said, they get, like, they get outshone. I think, I think they do a better job telling interesting stories compared to, like, what Pixar usually puts out in comparison. I feel like the stuff I've, I don't know, like, I think maybe it's just my preference of what I like in storytelling, but, I think like Paranorman was amazing. I, yeah. I, I fucking love that movie. I think uh, I, I would uh, agree. I think they take chances that uh, exactly. That's Pixar the thing. They has. Take, they take chances. Yeah. I, the problem with this one though is that I feel they don't take enough chances, and like I said, I don't think that it's consistently like funny enough and interesting enough to 
be as great as uh, the, the, the previous movies, but... Kubo is fucking heart-wrenching at yeah. times. Like, that shit was yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, this one doesn't take uh, chances like that, and I think that it, it does suffer from that. I think it was perhaps meant to be more widely accessible and safe, because I've definitely seen more marketing for this one than I have for either of their other movies. Like, they... I've People, seen this everywhere. Go watch this fucking movie, man. This company needs to stay alive. I, I'm going to be very Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I'm going to go watch it. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, no, I'm, like I said, I've seen everything they've released. And, yeah, it's, it was suck to see, like, a company like this, like, not get support. You know, like, fuck, man. I really want more of these movies to come out. I really enjoy the work they yeah, do. I mean, what, what do you want? I mean, when we get to our topic later, we're going to talk about what people go see so it's, i mean it's just really hard to get people to go see stuff like this um yeah, but, yeah yeah i think that um i think we'll probably keep getting some stuff because it's uh i think they also just like probably contract their, their they have to themselves out because i think they've worked on other stuff like Coraline and stuff i'm pretty sure that wasn't like uh i think that's their joint i think they animated it i don't think they uh really? i don't think they're that's their movie or anything but um yeah, I think I would give it a. I think I'd give it a three and a half out of five. I um, e. think it's a solid, solid, solid little movie, and um, it, it is charming. And I think it'll put a smile on your face. And that's what's important, right? That's important. Sure. Sure. Got it. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's it for me. All right. Uh, so I, I watched a movie, uh, well, actually I went and watched a movie that I already saw and we reviewed on the podcast. It's called the beach bum. Now I had to take Taffy to go see this movie because me and Tom were really relentless with this movie. Dude. All right. Does it hold up? It's probably what you're wondering, right? Holy shit. It holds up. Um, so the beach bum is even better the second time around in my my case because when I went and saw it, I went and saw it in an empty theater. It was just me having a good time by myself. I went with Tappy and there was so much more laughter in the air because it was a packed Nighthawk theater. Uh, we were all laughing. We were having a good time. I was drinking a beer. And wow, it just it's even more impactful the second time around. The lines are funnier and... Moondog's philosophy really stuck with me even more this time. And I still don't get why people don't like this movie. I still don't get it. I mean, I, I kind of get it. <laughs> but I think those people are, are literally expecting too much from something. I was just like thinking about on the little jokes and shit. Like, uh, one, two, three, we're the Lipschitz. Or whatever the Lipschitz family on the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was fucking awkward. <laughs> oh, um, and I was worried that my girlfriend was going to see it as how those other people see it because it is very choppy and cut weirdly. And uh, But now nah, she loved it. She's also a Moondog follower at this point. She's a... The Church of Moondog. Um, yeah. But that is a rewatch. And, yeah, I really think everyone should see it. I saw a giant, like, 100-foot-long banner billboard in Brooklyn, and I was, like, thinking how cool it would be to steal it and spread it across, like, six walls. Uh, Yeah, I'm obsessed at this point. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
But I, I watched a movie that's not the Beach Bum, unfortunately. Uh, it's on Netflix now, though. It is a Netflix movie. I figured while Harvey's out there giving the people what they want to hear with the, the movies and theaters, I'll be watching these Netflix joints. So I watched The Highwaymen. You guys familiar with this movie? Yep. So so The Highwaymen is... Uh, the synopsis is a pair of Texas Rangers come out of retirement to catch the infamous outlaws Bonnie and Clyde. Um, I feel like I haven't seen a Bonnie and Clyde movie in a long time. Uh, this is directed by uh, John Lee Hancock. Uh, you may know him from uh, Saving Mr. Banks, uh, The Blind Side. He's, he's like a writer. He, I believe he directed The Founder. Yeah, he directed The Founder, which I really liked um this movie has similarities of the founder as well um this is starring uh kevin costner everyone's favorite boring actor and woody harrelson which is, i actually happen to like a lot and we also everyone does yeah woody harrelson he's, he's a good guy we got uh kathy bates as well kathy bates is in here and that's pretty much it you you kind of stay with the um the two highwaymen for the most part. So it's the telling of the Bonnie and Clyde story from the, it's like a cat and mouse story, um, but it's from the cat's perspective only. Like you don't get any Bonnie and Clyde perspective. You do get some like very far away scenes of them committing a crime where they don't even really show their face much. Um, it kind of starts off where, where the, uh, Kathy Bates' character, she's like the uh, lieutenant governor or something? I don't even remember, to be honest. She's some sort of uh, executive government official. And um, she's like, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde are making a mockery of our law enforcement industry in the entire United States. They're going to all these different states, knocking over banks, killing police officers. And the whole world is like huge fans of them or the whole country is huge fans of them and it's it's terrible because these people are so infatuated with buying and quiet oh it's a love story you know it's romantic but i mean at the end of the day they're stealing money and killing people so it's like yeah but these people probably deserve it right well not really i mean some of the cops are just you know lower middle class guys just want to go home with living. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and essentially she hires a Kevin Costner's character, his name is uh, Frank Hammer, and he he's like uh, this like ex you know military or operative. Uh, this is in the 1930s, though. It's nothing like an ex military operative today. And he's kind of going to pick his partner. Uh, I think that's kind of how it goes down. Um, a downtrodden Woody Harrelson character, a Manny Galt. Um, he kind of just like, you know, I got no purpose in life. Let me join you on this hunt for Bonnie and Clyde, yada, yada, yada. He's like, no, you still drinking. I don't want you. No, no, no. Eventually he says yes, and they, they go on this journey together where they try to track down uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Um, the movie has some humor, but not really. It's mostly not funny, and it's it doesn't really act well as a buddy film. They don't seem very, like, friendly to each other, even though they're friends and they've been through, like, some Mexican, I don't know, 
war. Was there a war in, in Mex with Mexico in the <laughs> early 1900s? Uh, I don't remember there being one between World yeah. War. Right. I thought that was the 1800s. Yeah, that's that doesn't line up. I'm not really sure what they were talking about. It was something to do with like uh, some belligerence in the fucking in Texas. I don't know. Um, and yeah, so so they're kind of just tracking. They're talking about the dangers if they ever encounter Bonnie and Clyde. What what are they gonna do? They'll kill anybody. So you have to be ready for you know a thousand round shootouts and shit like that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, as I suspected, that's or you're correct. It's in eighteen around the eighteen hundreds. Was nowhere in the nineteen. It didn't make any sense. But it might not have been a war. They don't. I don't think they tell you what it is. It Maybe might have they're been ex. A, they're ex cops, so they probably were tracking someone down. Honestly, this movie it didn't do a good job helping me remember this. So, it could be a testament to the movie. Uh, like I said, it does have some similarities to the founder. It tells a. a factual story and a certain type of structure but the founder is much more charismatic and much more interesting uh but this movie just doesn't do it for me really it's uh it's a little bit boring there there's a scene where bonnie they they're on the trail of bonnie and clyde and via car chase and bonnie it's just poorly shot but like bonnie and clyde do this like thing where they drive off the road into a giant field of dirt, right? There's no trees around. It's just a big open field. They start doing like donuts and stuff and creating a cloud of smoke. And they're trying to navigate through the smoke right behind them. They kind of lose them. But eventually they lose them and the smoke settles and there's no car to be seen. I'm like, to get out of that patch of dirt that is so huge, it would take like, 90 seconds at least to get onto the road. And then within that 90, after that 90 seconds, you'd see them drive away on the road. They vanished into thin air. Like it was a magic trick and it didn't make any fucking sense. I think that was just poorly shot and I'm sure it didn't go down like that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but I don't. It was a border war in 1900s. That's what it was, I think. It was a border war. Um, Yeah. It's not a terrible Netflix watch, but it's not one I'd highly recommend. Like, I would recommend Triple Frontier over this, as like these Netflix movies have come out recently. I think Triple Frontier is going to give you more tension. You're going to feel more on the edge of your seat. You're going to feel more interested in what's going to happen. But uh, this movie just kind of comes to a screeching halt. Uh, I believe, yeah, I mean, it, if you know how Bonnie and Clyde were halted. Then you'll know the end of this. Chill. Spoilers. Well, if you don't know, then you don't know. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but uh, I had kind of known. I didn't know who or what was involved, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I just this, don't know. I heard people like, saying this was a solid watch, but I'm not really feeling it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, for some people, you know, like. Like we we have like we have multiple subscriptions to different services, so like we have options. But if you only have Netflix, you kind of stuck. And you're running out of shit to watch. But if yeah. you haven't seen Triple Frontier, I would put that yeah. at least a whole star ahead of. Or this. you can do one better. You cancel your Netflix subscription, get Hulu because right now Hulu's killing the game with all these fucking movies coming out. No, Hulu's got a lot of like stuff, but Netflix has a, it's the best like original content. I think. I mean. 
Amazon Prime is pretty solid, but it's very less frequency. Yeah, less frequency. I'm just talking about Hulu just because they have like a lot of films that have just recently. Yeah, that's dropped. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know. I'd give this between a high two and a half to a low three. Nice. 2.75. It's Loved just, it. I think Kevin Costner is just not fun to watch. He's just not fun. He's a boring just, guy. Fuck him. Nothing really happens with him. His character is interesting, and he's more of the forefront than Woody Harrelson. I say switch the roles. This movie might have been better. <laughs> Woody Harrelson might have carried the charisma more. Yeah. Just like um, Michael Keaton carries the founder with his charisma, I think. His charisma. Yeah. That's it for me, though. So uh, let's let's get into it. We're going to move on to our main review, which is Hellboy. Let's take a listen to a clip. What are we, trick-or-treating or hunting giants? Tradition to one of the brave huntsmen who've come before. And the pig stickers? Another tradition used by giant slayers throughout the ages. With a few modern modifications, of course. Five times as potent as an electric chair. Not enough to kill a giant, mind you, but uh, still quite handy in subduing the creatures. Would you care for one? Oh, that's all right. I got traditions of my own. Oh, God. I don't have to wear the hat, do I? <laughs> no. We're very well aware of your distaste for horns. That was a hell of a clip, wasn't it? We're fucking scratching that. No, we're not. <laughs> Redo it. No, we're keeping it. All right, Hellboy. <laughs> fucking hate you. Directed by Neil Marshall, written by Andrew Cosby and Mike Mignola. Nope, not very many people. Mike Mignola, really? Yeah. What, what, oh, sorry. Based on the Dark Horse comic book. By him, but he didn't write right. this. Right. Andrew Cosby is the writer. Okay. Um, and this is starring uh, Ron Perlman. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, this is David Harbour. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Mila Jovovich, Ian McShane, and Sasha Lane, my precious American honey. What are you doing in here? Where, what was he, what is he doing? Where is she getting these weird roles? That's strange. Um Anyways, uh, the the synopsis for this is uh, based on the graphic novels by Mike Mignola, Hellboy, caught between the worlds of the supernatural and the human, battles... Oh, sorry. This is poorly structured. There's like 80 commas in this. All right. Hellboy. <laughs> All right. By the comic Hellboy, caught comma, between comma, the comma. worlds of supernatural and human <laughs> battles, an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. Wait a second. Yeah, th- this synopsis is, is grammatically incorrect because they do comma Hellboy comma, but that that comma Hellboy comma that's to tell you the name of the comic. Yeah. All right, let's bring them up. Wait, real no, no, quick. no, no, let's call right. them up. Real it's quick. right, it's right. I think it's right. It's just it's really hard to we understand. Spent the review just fucking trying to fix his sentence. Yeah, I mean, there's probably more substance in that synopsis than there is in the movie. Um, <laughs> what did you guys think? All right, well, let's first. You didn't talk. read the tagline. Help. Hellboy, demons have demons too. They serious? Yeah. I mean, that's serious. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Insert brickets demons here. Demons do. Uh, Can I go first? Who, well, who's seen the Del Toro Hellboys here? I've seen I, the first I, I one. Have. I've never seen the second one. I heard. I have no interest. Right. I have no interest in Hellboy. Never did. Never watched them. And this is my first introduction to Hellboy. All right, Harvey, you drop drop uh, drop us. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it, Harvey. You're the token Hellboy guy here. Yeah, the Hellboy um, fan. I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> I started reading Seeds of Destruction. 
Uh, I've never finished it though. I've only started reading. Steve's it. a token Hellboy. Yeah, if he's, I don't. No, I don't oh, you haven't read, read any of them? No, I haven't read any. I thought I thought. Fuck, Harvey ain't got time to be reading <laughs> Hellboy comics. Yeah, I mean, I heard there's some there's some of the best books in the industry. Where I got student loans to pay. I'm not out here reading Hellboy. <laughs> I'm not out here reading books. I got bills. Shit, I got bills to pay. Um, so Hellboy, I should I should. I would say this movie begins with uh, I'm not exactly sure who's telling the the story. Ian McShane was it Ian McShane? Yeah, yes, Ian McShane. His fucking was, voice, man. Yeah, it was Ian McShane. He was telling a story about the Blood Queen, who's played by uh, Mila Jovovich. I'm glad she's getting work. Yeah, the Blood Queen had a war with uh with uh Prince or no uh, King uh, what's that fucking King name? Arthur? King Arthur. Pr- Prince who? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I always forget that yeah. Prince Lancelot, <laughs> of course. Uh, the Black Queen had a war with uh, King Arthur, Merlin, and um, yeah, and Merlin. Everyone's involved, and he's sort of telling the history of things that happened. <laughs> Basically, uh, the war wasn't going very well for uh, King Arthur, of course. Uh, because the Blood Queen has all of this sort of sorcery, and she's created a uh, sort of plague that has destroyed half of England. So they meet to talk about terms, I suppose terms of surrender, <laughs> something like that. And uh, <laughs> King Arthur actually ambushes the Blood Queen, and he uh, chops up her body and sends her limbs to different corners of England so that they may never be brought together again. I just have a question. How, how, did that ha- how did that happen? How did she get like tricked? Because I feel like if she's been that like smart this whole time, how did that happen? Yeah, they're the ones that got tricked. You could have at least burned her. I mean, why the they, fuck you keeping her in large she chunks. Why didn't they die. just like grind her up in something? But yeah, they could have done a lot this of things. This is like the worst way to dispose of a body yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want ever to come back to life. Why again. like in England, why not send it like they got ships and shit. They could have put it. Yeah, England's somewhere. the size of like Tennessee. I don't yeah. understand why they But um Hey, it's because of the movie, all right? They needed to somehow make all this convenient for the character to get through. Anyway, we get this history and then we catch up with Hellboy. Hellboy is uh, searching for He's searching for an agent that went rogue. I don't understand why this even really comes into play, but he is in Mexico searching for an agent that went rogue. Turns out the agent is a vampire, and he is forced to kill him. And uh, I suppose that's the demons that they're talking about. So Hellboy is feeling very down about that, but then he gets gets a call from England, basically. His dad wants him to go to England because they're having some issues, like the 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 paranormal branch of like the or equivalent of their organization is having trouble in England with some things and they want Hellboy to come. You know, you sound like a person trying to re like try to tell, tell someone about their dream. Like, like it's not making any sense to me right yeah. now. <laughs> it's this a, movie it's a, feels <laughs> like that. It, there's so much that happens. Like, like the, the plot doesn't become very apparent at least until very later but anyway eventually the blood queen it, it's, it becomes a war between blood queen and hellboy essentially it, it it finally gets there and um there's a there's a lot to say about this movie like i, I sound very confusing but this movie like jumps around a lot it jumps around from uh from present to past and it jumps around from uh reality like, yeah it like, like everywhere like it Honestly, it makes it seem like everyone who's watching this has read Hellboy. Yeah. Because what it does, it all right. This is what it does. This is exactly what it does. It reminds us of a movie we watched last year. Remember Stephen King's The Dark Tower? 
Yeah. That's exactly what it does. It just throws plot points at you, expecting that you've read all the books, so you kind of get what's happening. It's like, you're not supposed to do that as an introductory to a superhero. Yeah. Especially someone that's is, not that popular. Yeah. Uh, from what I from what I've read, this is supposed to be sort of like a reboot, and it's like the worst introduction to a, like a franchise character I've ever seen. Because you get no sense of who this character is. You get like his backstory at like maybe forty five in forty five minutes into the movie, and it like doesn't tell you anything. Like I think David Harbour was okay as Hellboy. He was like somewhat like charismatic and kind of funny, but uh that shit was written terribly. Like he, his character had no fucking, he had nothing. He had no character. He had no personality. He had no sort of development or arc at all. No history really like no sort of foundation to really give a fuck about his character about. Um, and the movie itself is much like that. It jumps around. It's like super awkward and clumsy. Um, it's horribly edited, like horribly. It looks like a fucking sci-fi TV show. Bro, um, the CGI animation, the is animation, horrible. The, the CGI looks like 2002 shit. Like, it um, looked like Scorpion King. Like, like Underworld. That. Yeah, the Underworld. Uh, it's like on par with like the uh, Underworld movie that I watched like a few weeks ago. It's and the, there's like weird ass ADR in this that just God, that shit sounds bad. Um, Especially with Hellboy, yeah. Uh, Sasha like, Lane. Is it her lips moving? Precious, oh, so, precious Sasha Lane. My precious American Honey. Yeah, her British like accent her was brutal. It's, it was trash. It's the worst <laughs> it English accent right. I've ever heard in my life. I watch a lot of fucking English. I was like, why did they do this to you, baby? <laughs> why did you let them do this to you? Yeah, I just watched her in a like Cameron Post movie. Yeah. I was like, Dude, oh, you're doing good things. Whoops. I like her a lot. And God, that show was bad. Dude, everyone's accent was Oh, I could do the, the, uh, she, she got paid though, right? <laughs> what is the Daniel um, Daniel Day Kim? Is that is that the uh, Asian actor uh, that plays the the oh the, Asian Scarface? Yeah, he fucking. It's weird. Yeah, he he was a uh, well. I don't even remember much about him. But yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of this movie either. Oh, uh, <laughs> as it sounds from all of us. Oh no, actually, I love the movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, none of that's true. <laughs> no, it was uh fucking I mean afford. Yeah, I mean the Rotten Tomato score is thirteen percent and um you know I really don't want to watch this movie guys, but I'm not gonna hold it to you. I mean um, we make mistakes. Yeah, we make huge mistakes sometimes. Sometimes irreversible mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get that time back. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, this movie was rough, man. This is my very first AMC A-list experience, and I'm not... What an experience it yeah, was. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, well, good thing I'm comfortable, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, this is this very rarely happens, and I, and I mean rarely, maybe once a year, um, where I'm in a movie, and I just start looking at Instagram. Yeah, uh, I won't do that if there's people around me. But like, there was nobody sitting within yeah. reach of me. It was the same thing. I didn't have much people around me, so there was one point in the movie I would, I would check back in, like kind of know the plot points as what's happening. But for the most part, I like halfway through. I I'm being honest here. I checked the fuck out. It was just incoherently boring. It, it there's a there's a pattern here. Just stop with the King Arthur shit. Just yeah, fucking yeah. stop with it. It was so difficult to know what was happening. Like, it was confusing as I'm, fuck. I swear to God, next movie where King Arthur and Merlin, the the fucking legend of that, comes back. Someone with I'm di- walking this dyslexia fuck fucking edited this. I'm walking out. <laughs> like, hyper dys- dyslexia. 
Yeah, it, it, it made no sense. Um, it just jumped around and it it didn't explain anything. It just brought up things as if you should know what they fucking should are. Should I watch the Del Toro ones? Because this is left. To- I think those those are actually solid movies. I think yeah. those are solid movies, and they do much. This movie was like much more cool. Here. Don't worry, the movie sucks, but we're gonna we're gonna make up for it with a cool music mon- action montage. Did not work. Did not, was work. did not and work. All of them. Anytime they're fighting and some rock music came on. Uh, I think yeah. the only one that I thought that was an interesting fight sequence was what? the giant sequence. I thought that could have been... I mean, it could have been better. It was okay. But it, but it was yeah. okay. It, was, it, was it still looked enough. ugly, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's the only scene that happened. The last time. scene was like... I was like, oh, is this, is this a good action scene at the very end of the movie? And then I was like, eh, it wasn't no. good. No, it wasn't good. Uh, I think the one thing I did like is... I mean, I agree with all you guys. It's This movie is so fucking boring. That's Honestly, that's one word that just sticks in my head, boring. I mean, it's Hellboy. How do you make the concept like that super boring? Yeah, like, I mean, you like know, it's like Guillermo del Toro like, understood the concept of the... Like, he really like put a flair to it and made it... I don't know. Like, if you watch your, the first Hellboy with Guillermo del Toro, like, that... That has just so much character, and like all the characters kind of spring to life. Where this is just like everything is just bland, and everyone's a shitty fucking accent. And now, it's just like it's every it's still like nothing. Poor and, Sasha. And like, <laughs> like who was her and, character even? Like they just introduced her. I'm like, wait, what oh, the fuck like, is happening? Like, apparently, we're supposed to know who the fuck she <laughs> yeah, is. She just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> like he he shows up at her house or some shit. Yeah, it's just like and it's like oh yeah, don't what? you remember from like dude? D- that's the whole movie. Like we don't you reference shit that didn't happen in the movie, and you're like. Oh, okay. Yeah, they like reference like it's like and written. They, they're like talking about she's like, wait, who is this person? And then they explain it like twenty. It's minutes like later if you're hanging out with a bunch of people you don't know well, and you're trying to like they're talking about <laughs> together people, all this, and shit. you're like, oh, so he dates him, and, like, but they're not telling you this. You're just kind of like gathering your context clues together. This movie is a giant, giant exposition no. uh, dump. Like it's just telling you. It doesn't show you anything about the world. It just tells you, and it just jumps erratically from scene to scene to scene. I think one of the dumbest parts is uh, a critical moment in the film where, like, they meet the bad guy for the first time, and something happens, and then it cuts to like a random scene. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where they meet another character, like something critical happens I think at the I tree. Know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And then it cuts. It just like. It's just like, oh, wow, they're in the next fucking scene now. And it just like, there's no stakes in this And also, movie. when Hellboy gets hurt, he, someone wrote the line, that's going to hurt tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are you yeah. doing? In 2019? <laughs> a 1980s this joke? This was paced like really <laughs> poorly, too. I think there were some moments that I think could have been good. Like, uh, when he like gets, uh, like, I don't know, fucking summoned by the Baba Yaga. That was I a cool th- sequence. I think it was like... I think it looked cool and it was like uh, starting to like feel like it was going somewhere, especially towards like the conflict Quick at the hole. end. But it was just like paced really fucking weird and then it just sort of fizzled out and nothing really happened no- with that. Nothing happened with that plot point. It just comes yeah. up and then just disappears. Yeah. Like what was the point of adding that if it like there was no payoff to that at all? And it was like the, probably the coolest thing I think in the movie, except for when he gets like his horns and shit and he, then he jumps out of the. the yeah, dragon. it's cool, but I mean you don't really that get a payoff either. Yeah, it was. It just looked horribly. It looked horrible and 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 it wasn't done very well. But I think like the evil fucking Hellboy like idea is pretty cool. Uh, how do you guys feel about the? Because I wasn't expecting this, and I realized this movie's rated R. Once I watched kind of like the sequence at the end, for where what? everyone was getting fucking massacred. I mean, getting, I was like, I was like, oh, I forgot there are some movie's... other scenes where there's blood and shit. No, but this was like people getting fucking like. Gr- 
grotesquely fucking destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, was I mean, if like, the movie had more of that, it was a contained but, small story. Yeah, they, but it's so <laughs> weird because it came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't expecting that. It was like, it's just, this movie's just jarring. That That's also kind of a weird thing to do. Because, like, when they fuck up people, like, on a, such a massive scale yeah. like that, like, have you won, really? Yeah. Because, like, at least with Avengers and shit, they don't show the people die. So you're like, okay, the Avengers win at the end. But with this, it's kind of like, like mad people like, die. <laughs> like so many people die. <laughs> like, is this a win die. still? Is this a win? People's uh, fucking faces were melting off and shit. I think the creature design at that end, at that point of the film, was super interesting. I think if you had more of that attention and care throughout the whole film in terms of creature design and world design, I think it could have been better than what we got. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's no more parts King of, Arthur shit. Th- th- that's the thing. There's parts in this film that you're like, oh wow, that's cool. But it's like only like a percentage, like such a small percentage that it's just it doesn't do anything. Still, it's like you're just yeah. in there like, oh, that's a cool idea. I think it does uh, nothing with it. Uh, Del Toro also doesn't. He uses CGI, but he doesn't rely on it that heavily. Um, I think a lot of the he obviously uses like a lot of makeup and prosthetics and yeah, shit a like lot that. Of production design this is like they had straight up CGI characters, and they weren't. They didn't look good. And I kind of want to watch the Del Toro well. ones just to see what I like. You're, just to see what Hellboy could be, because this was if this people was my consider only, those like like people love that shit. Yeah, it's surprising yeah, yeah. that them filming out a fucking sequel on top I of think that. They're solid movies for sure. Um, this this movie kind of goes back to a conversation I had with you, Steve, uh, where it's just me ranting off. Um, you brought up the new Star Wars trailer, and oh yeah, and my th- my thing with a lot of the new like films, big franchises, especially Star Wars, not especially Star Wars, sorry, uh, Star Wars included. Uh, Star Wars isn't the huge offender of it, but it, it does play a part in this. Is where these these movies are never going to meet a uh, criteria for me to be moved by, um, or just walk out with like, oh, that was fucking fun, or that was amazing. You know, it's because there's a lot of like of just jumping around inside of a a story with multiple stories going on, and I just don't think it's possible that when you do that to tie it all together i just don't see it as possible i mean like i understand where you're coming from i'm not gonna um, argue that like, and like this movie does it on a terribly huge scale yeah like yeah. i think i think star wars there's i mean i mean star it, wars is well done it's well done so it's like regardless it, of what you but get. like if it i don't like i don't know man i just like me a contained story with i, I mean I don't, yeah sometimes i enjoy just those like little smaller stories little, yeah little but like i think the reason like why i liked infinity war so much is because it it was literally just like everyone contained, f- pinned against Thanos, right? And it was just the whole time it was us against Thanos. And it wasn't like, all right, so this is happening, but first let me tell you about this. Uh, and then we're going to sidetrack over here to introduce you to this character. Uh, and then let's meet in the middle, and then let's branch off again. Like, it doesn't do any of that. It's just kind of contained and... Yeah, this movie's a terrible offender of that. For what, for what I found out is that the director, Neil Marshall, uh, is he's butting, no, he's butting heads with the producer. This whole thing is actually like, apparently there was a lot of problems on set. That. Like a lot of problems. Like, I read some shit about David Harbour walking off or something like that too. Yeah, because the producer or whoever was like running. Like, Nobody wants to be in this movie. <laughs> they're like, they're like, 
he was at that point he was just like controlling everything he did like he was just like he controlled like how the way like certain things were designed in the film like shit that he has no involvement in and he's getting in the way of it saying like no i think it should be designed this way and he would have final say like apparently there was like confliction with the producer and uh neil marshall to the point where it was just affecting everyone like they were fighting all the time which is crazy uh and he didn't get final cut in this film because apparently there's a lot of other shit they probably shot that they didn't get to put in. Uh, but I don't think it would have saved it, regardless, even if he did get Final Cut. I think this movie is just too fucking... too fu- It's boring. It's so weird to say a movie's jarring, but yet boring, because it just it, it's trying to keep you engaged, but the things they're, they're showing you, it's not interesting at all. And every time they introduce you to an interesting concept, it just kind of goes away in favor of just like really conventional, very just like shit we've seen before uh i'm definitely not gonna rewatch this uh i didn't have hopes for it but i didn't have high hopes coming into this but i you know i like to be positive when it comes to stuff like this maybe i was like oh maybe this can be like that you know random fucking movie 2019 that i'm like oh it was amazing it's not yeah it's unfortunate i i do like some of neil marshall's movies um i really like the descent that's like um one of my one of my pastimes, and uh, he did Doomsday. I forgot about that. Yeah, I like. I actually like <laughs> Doomsday. Is probably a pretty polarizing movie. I, I do like Doomsday a lot. I haven't seen that shit in forever. Um, but yeah, this shit was. This wasn't it. This ain't it. Nope. Sorry. Come Not again. At all. Try again. Steve, what do you rate this? Bad. This shit was. I'm getting one. He loved it. Dude, it's like I want to give it more because of concept, <laughs> but like real shit. Like it's just like it's like nothing's it's just nothing's interesting, you know. Yeah, like yeah. it's like I can't. I'm not gonna remember this movie. I completely forgot I watched it the other day. <laughs> I left the theater. And I was like, what were we watch? I watched it today. Now, let me tell you, it's not a great way to spend my morning. Uh, yeah, I'm at a one star too. Very light one star, almost a half star, but not quite a half star. It's almost that bad though. What about you, Harvey? I'm at a one, too. Um, I think that... It could be top five worst of the year. <laughs> I, I was able to get something. It's not completely incoherent, but it's uh, it's it's nearly there. Um, this shit's real bad. Now, I almost walked out, I, but I didn't want to, like... I wanted to walk out, too. But I was like, fuck, what if... You know, I don't want to lie to them. I don't want to be... I would have just told y'all that I walked out. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I was like, you know what? I, I counted my clock. There was 40 minutes left. And I was like, I'm going to browse Instagram for 40 minutes while checking in and out of the movie. It really is that bad, dude. I'm not into it, obviously. All right. I got bad news for you guys. Real bad news. What news is that? Uh, we, we have to pick a movie for next week, but we're hitting a fucking roadblock again, man. Um, the main release I'm seeing is this terrible looking. Is this a horror movie? The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, dude, I kind of want to see that. Of course you do. (laughs) Of course. It looks uh, interesting, and it's like a, it's like an ethnic fucking horror movie. I'm down. Mm, It looks like an ethnic. Tired of seeing white people screaming all the time. I'm tired of seeing (laughs) anybody screaming all the time. Um. Really? You want to see that? I mean, there's nothing else unless y'all want to see uh, High Life. I, I mean, that looks. This looks like the nun. To <laughs> we be keep honest. bringing up High Life, but nobody's watching it. 
I mean, I, I'm down, but I'd rather be forced to watch it. But the problem is, we it's could like, see Under the Silver Lake. Is that, that coming out? Yeah, it was. Um, oh, that would be a good one if it really comes out. Though I don't believe that it's coming out. I mean, it's supposed to be. If not, we can uh, reconvene. Wait. I think we should do Under the Silver Lake, given its controversy. I, I, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'm down. I didn't even know there was controversy. Oh, I mean, like, dude, this... Yeah, it was I've supposed to release a long time ago. Dude, it's at least, like, last year. Early last year, too. Yeah. I But this movie was probably shot in, like, 2001 <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, some of the other things that I'm, I'm seeing on here is a movie called Drunk Parents, Fast Color, which I don't... Oh, I've heard of this. We have a movie called Grass. Um, what is all this? i got to do some research on this. Um, Grass sounds like Hail that. Satan, question mark. And then we have uh, The Man Who Killed Don Satan. Quixote. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote looks interesting. but That movie's supposed to have been coming out for fucking years now, too. Yeah. We'll watch one of these things. Yeah, and Under the out. Silver Lake, probably. And then, obviously, the next week will be... Uh, Captain Avengers, the the final chapter, whatever the fuck it's called. The conclusion. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, Justice Avengers thing. Wow, I sound like a very <laughs> condescending prick right now. Yeah. Uh, just kidding, comic book movies are cool. Um, I right, mean, cool. I have no problems. Yeah, we must not have this conversation yet. Yeah. Let's, no, let's stop. <laughs> Me and Steve go fucking for hours. going at it for the next 30 minutes. All right. So our topic this week, uh, real quick, hear me out, guys. We're going to be talking summer blockbusters. Now, the idea was we kind of like pick out a notable one that we're looking forward to. But how about this? How about I read you all the blockbusters I can find that... Uh, are coming out between that are May. not superheroes between <laughs> no I mean some are superheroes but surprisingly a lot aren't um, but these are movies that I expect and I think the experts would expect to make a lot of money or just see a lot of popularity during the summer oh, months so it's a little game so we're gonna see who uh, no like, oh okay no right. I wasn't getting there I was just gonna read them to you and then maybe you guys like pick one out and talk about it. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Fire it off. Rapid fire. <laughs> all right. We could talk about all of them if you want. I mean, we could, but like, I, I figured just pick out ones we're, we're looking forward to. So, starting in with Avengers at the end of this month is going to kick it off, but I won't mention that. Starting in May, we have uh, this isn't in chronological order though. I kind of fucked it up. So this is just a random list. Uh, John Wick is coming out. John Wick three. I'm very excited. <laughs> Trailer looks kind of weird. Oh, you know, um, I'm just this franchise. I think it's like. I like that it exists. It's like I've, yeah. I've yet to have like uh, someone called uh, Parabellum. Parabellum, yeah. <laughs> we also have uh, so we have Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out. That's Not like a CGI movie, you want, so to speak, but it is you one know what? that will this, probably honestly, make a lot of money. Honestly, this is a more Hollywood tradition. This is more traditional blockbuster. Yeah, this is like '90s blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, this is not like you know because yeah. it's the landscape. Oh, yeah, it's because the landscape has changed so much. Think yeah. about it. It will in terms of like in style of filmmaker style it, style and also like like what because if you tell someone a blockbuster people you think it's going to be like a franchise like something like uh, a Star Trek or like a superhero franchise like it, it Avengers has, yeah basically yeah. we also have um, it chapter two coming out which is not oh, been that comes out in May 
No, I'm not Dude, doing May. I'm just doing May through Chapter 2. I haven't even August. seen a trailer for oh. the fucking film yet. Yeah, so that's a weird. Yeah, I haven't seen a trailer. I, I should have wrote down the actual uh, release uh, dates. If it does just, come out, that would be right. I, I would kind of like that. Like a sleeper, kind of like they don't really do much marketing. They kind of just like. Oh, wait. It's looking it like September on that. Oh, yeah, so okay. that one might be a little off. That was like very end of August, early maybe September. Maybe it's like still, maybe it's still like in like, you know. I wish post. they would do October. Yeah, we don't get enough Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. I want uh, horror movies so in October. We got the beloved Hobbs and Shaw movie coming out. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to watch that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to shit on it for like 30 minutes. I'm pretty sure I'm going to apologize for it. Yeah. Is that the Fast no, and no, Furious no. one? Yeah, it's been off. No, I can politely say that uh, this ain't it for me. I'm not going to be apologizing for it? this one. Uh, and then I'm, we got, I'm, we I'm got um, Disney coming back with heavy nostalgia. We have Aladdin. We have Lion King. Can you hear my fucking eyes roll? <laughs> and we have Toy Story Four, which is um, which is going to be. I don't know if Disney's had this many fucking no, they haven't. Gi- giant franchises. They bought everything, cram- dude, they, they, they have bought everything, dude. They own this entire list. <laughs> yeah, they do. They own. They own um, coming from like X Men, we have like Dark Phoenix, and we also have the new Mutants coming out. So we're getting two X Men related. I'm not excited f- because I think the only there's only a f- handful of good X-Men films. Uh First Class was one of them, Days of Future Past was one of them. Uh but after that like Apocalypse, was it Apocalypse? Yeah. That shit was horrible. And I just I don't think they could just I don't think Fox can do a good like I, they've tried and they had a couple successes, but I don't think they can consistently make a good X-Men movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh on the um on the other side, we have, um, I think, the only Marvel movie that we got coming out after Avengers is the Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, we have excited. we have some random shit coming out, too, though. We have something that I think we'll see a huge popularity, but also looks fucking pointless and ridiculous, is Detective Pikachu. I'm so fucking pumped, man. Uh, that's very strange to me. Man. A movie that probably nobody will care about is coming out is the Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, actually, no, you'd be surprised. There's a weird fandom for it. Oh, well, I know, I know. Oh, Godzilla. My my friend Chase's dad had a Godzilla tattoo and tons of action figures. Uh, I used to, yeah, I used to, you know, I used to fuck with Godzilla. I guess when I was a kid, like I had um, some of the toys, and you know, it, was, it wasn't. But I don't yeah. know. I just, I think that's why I'm just Godzilla so 2000 sort of killed him, killed him, buried him. <laughs> so last but not least is something uh, people might be interested in because it's uh, Tessa Thompson. It's Men in Black International. Um, this is probably going to be a bigger movie, I think. Maybe just, not. Maybe I not. Don't, I just don't care. I don't really care either, but there's just something about Tess Thompson. Yeah. I mean, I understand. She's attractive? I just like her charisma as well. She does have that. Yeah, she definitely has that. And she's attractive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. I've seen the trailer, and um, I'm not impressed yet. Yeah, I'm not I'm too honest. impressed either. But like, these are movies that are going to make money. I think. Oh, no. yeah. Men, this is going to make a shit ton of money. We're going to get probably two more movies out out of this. Yeah. Uh, Whereas I don't see how they're going right, to make a Hellboy. Let's see. Movie. Let's see which one. Like, which one do you think is going to be the biggest of the summer? There's also Toy Story uh, Four. I think. I think, it's I think be you the missed one. Which one? Rocket Man. Oh, I meant to, that's on my list. I skipped it for some reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, on the biopic side. Rocket Man might be like this year's like Bohemian Rhapsody or something. It looks yeah. exactly the fucking it, it, same. It gives yeah. the same exact impression as Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, that's on my list too. I, probably, just, I think he does. He probably got a two for one deal. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> all right, we're getting Elton John. But the problem is Elton John's still alive, so he's probably calling shots. Yeah, yeah. but he's like, he's like, no, 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 no. Pulling punch. Nah, I never did that. Yeah, you did, Elton. Don't put it in. 
Looks pretty good, Jesse. Jesse's showing me some wings. All right, so um, which one do you think is going to make the most money? I, I mean, Avengers, of course. Well, yeah, well, I didn't count it because it's not a May release. It doesn't start in, in May. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know which one's going to make the most money, but uh, Toy Story 4, maybe. I, I You know, I'm putting it on Lion King. I'm putting it on Lion King. That's a possibility. Lion King is going to make a lot of money. I feel Toy like Story it, 4, Lion King, one of those. Yeah, I feel like... Um, Who's going to make the least? Lion King could beat Avengers, I think. Oh, easily. I, I don't know. I don't no, know. I'm I don't interested. Know either. Uh, all right, well... Do Worldwide, you guys, probably We not. just all know that... Disney is making so much money off of this shit. Avengers is going to make so much money in China. Uh, yeah, Disney is... Fuck, man. You don't think Lion King will? Yeah, either way, Disney wins. So. Disney's winning all over. And yeah, they just way. announced their new fucking subscription, their TV subscription plan. Yeah. They're fucking... I heard about some of the originals and stuff that they're making. Boy, uh, is that going to be worth it? It's $4, I think, or $5 Disney? a month for their subscription. What do you get? But you get Movies? like all... The, you get their whole vault... Everything Disney's ever released, I think, and then also original like movies. That's a lot of shit. Content. Yeah, I guess you're right. They're releasing a fucking. The only reason I'm getting it is for the uh, the Mandalorian, because uh, Taika Waititi is going to be a part of it, and then also uh, what's his name? Favaro. Fucking. What's his name? Fuck, I forgot his name. Swingers. Swingers. Yeah, the actor. Oh. uh, Fucking Favaro. John Favreau. Favreau. There. Favaro. The fuck? I don't even know where I got that from. Uh, Come Favreau. Uh, yeah, he's directing it, so it should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fuck Disney. They make what? Too much uh, money. But what? Like, if you had to pick, what? What are you guys looking most forward to out of those big, big blockbusters? I, mean, I don't know. Um, I'm not really sure. I think that Toy Story does look interesting. Um. But I'm sort of worried by the by the trailer. I fucking do it. I forgot. To, uh, this is off topic, but I forgot to tip my fucking seamless delivery guy. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I'm yeah, right now. It'll be fun. <laughs> he delivered that shit in ten minutes. That's the fastest I ever got a delivery before. Was um was Detective Pikachu in that list? Yeah. Because I think I'm kind of looking forward to. <laughs> Detective what is Pikachu. wrong? <laughs> I I don't know. Just, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm very curious to watch it. I'm not. A, I'm not like. I'm not seeing that. Well, I what definitely are we basing seeing this that. off of? Um, basing it off of like he doesn't like Ryan Reynolds. I'm not. Exci- I'm not excited movie. to see any of these movies. If I'm honest, really, I feel like but, I am excited. Um, actually, you know what though? There's a September one that I left off. I didn't even know this was happening. Rambo Five. Is it really? <laughs> Yeah, Jesus, dude, look it up. I'm going online. Hold up. That's like I fucking love how bad and great the previous Rambo re- like reinstallment uh Rambo Four. The thing about this franchise is that it's like changed over the years because when they originally when first Blood came out, it wasn't. It was like a sad movie. It was pretty fucking. Dark. Yeah, it was like it was like dark, almost like a noir. Yeah, or like yeah, like he's suffering from PTSD and like. And I'm like, what the fuck? And the the screen, like, yeah, the, the it changed over the years, like the franchise as a whole. What about uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold? Is that is that what I mean? I think nobody wants that. <laughs> I kind of want to see it too. Yeah, actually. you're out of your mind. <laughs> it looks fucking just, ridiculous. It's very confusing. I'm just like, I don't know why, but like, 
Like, just everything about that trailer just looks so jarring. I mean, I'm excited as fuck for Rambo 5, but that's not a real pick. So if I had to pick, um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of feeling Spider-Man. I kind of want to be with that Spider-Man again. It's <laughs> weird enough. I liked Homecoming a lot, but... If it was into the Spider-Verse, too. Right, I right. I think overall that's better, but I don't know. Like, nothing else really sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm interested in seeing a lot of them. I just, I don't... Oh, wait. Well, I forgot that I put Tarantino's movie in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a given. I feel like... That does. Anytime you... Good. Yeah, that looks really good. So, yeah, I'm going to just go with that. <laughs> The fucking little girl tells him that it's the best acting. Yeah, that, he starts crying. dude, that's a great. That's a that's a hell of a thing to put in a trailer. Yeah. It's long as hell too. Yeah, that's ballsy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm going with the Tarantino flick. But if I had to go with the traditional blockbuster stuff, yeah, I would. I would go Tarantino, hundred percent. I'm, go, I'm gonna go Dora on this one. All right, man. That's how it is. Harvey's got some. It turns out it's amazing. I mean, like the best film. I don't want to watch. I just want to watch the porn version. Oh boy. <laughs> Dude, that girl's eighteen. The fuck. But the idea of Dora is not not that makes it weird. Her kind of got big boobs in this. It's weird. <laughs> I don't. Well, wrong, she's, dude. She just looks so weird. It just doesn't seem like my brain is like, what the fuck is this? She's dressed like a thought, toddler, but she's like a full grown adult. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's so jarring. <laughs> what the fuck? Like Dora in the show talks like a toddler. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it probably won't be good because um, it seems like they kind of went a bit earnest with it. If it if they just went out all out ridiculous, then it could be something exciting. I guess we'll see. It just looks weird. Yeah, it does look weird. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it just looks like an eighteen year old girl cosplaying as Dora. All right, blockbusters coming at you. It's going to be, honestly, I think there's more this year than last year for sure when it comes to, like, big franchises. Uh, let's play the game now. Uh, we're going to play Get Wrecked. Steve, will you present the legendary 12-sided die? I don't know why you don't just keep it. I know you don't play board games that often. Steve's weird, right? Yeah. Just like, there's a sacred, sacred holding for these dice for no reason. You could just leave one on the table. All the dice. All of them? Yeah. That's how you fucking play. You play with fucking a giant sack of dice. Are we still yeah, doing that's uh that's how you play fucking Are we still Dragons? doing old rules? Yeah, I mean we have to do old rules, right? Imagine I suppose. just playing Dungeon Dragon without all the dice. I mean Steve goes first since yeah. he lost. Yeah, I mean if you want to develop a new game. The uh, roller of the highest number will assign a movie to the roller of the lowest number. Steve got a nine. That's not bad. Oh, I thought it was lower from here. Alright, let's go. All right. Let's go. I need to lose to be Shaking honest. Shaking with his limp. Wet hand and it rolls off the table. Does that count? Yeah, you got a five. I'll let it count. I got a five. All right, Harvey. So, so far, Harvey Thomas is losing. Let's see if I can uh, win again. I got a fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! All right, well, Steve, you have to assign Harvey a movie. Very close to a ten. Damn, is it close to a ten? Well, in terms of like. Uh, it's crazy Sorry. because I have a list built out for you, but I don't have a list built out for Harvey at all. Yeah, I'm the easiest person to assign movies because I've seen like 12 movies. Well, I need Steve, fucking time. Steve, actually, Steve's pretty easy to assign movies to as well. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking. I'm pretty open. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give you uh, this Linklater joint. 
A uh, Linklater joint. Says it on the poster. Says it on the poster. Uh, everybody wants some. Uh, it's comedy. Following a group of friends that are traversing, uh, the you know, different people traversing, like, college life. And, uh, and they're all at different points in their college career. Uh, it's a simple film. It's a lot of fun. I had a great time watching it. Everybody wants some. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a perfect movie to throw on on a Sunday. Like a 70s and, or 80s? Or okay. Yeah, 70s. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, I think it was like, sounds good. Yes. Simple film. I liked it. A lot. All right, cool. Everybody wants some, but Harvey don't want some. He don't want none of that. Uh, that's going to do it for us guys thanks for scoping out the episode uh, we did talk about uh, our next video so stay tuned for that so we're going to be doing some video content a little bit more frequently getting our thoughts organized um, yeah I think look forward to that also if you haven't noticed um, YouTube and Facebook I've been posting our our uh, like reviews of the, the main movie that we do as a group as like an excerpt so if you're in a time crunch and you want to know what we all thought about like the, the main movie we watched as a collective check that out uh, also follow us on Instagram at do the right film underscore podcast on Facebook and Twitter do the right film and uh, definitely leave us a review if you like what you hear make sure uh, to prepare for our, our videos coming up uh, subscribe to our YouTube uh, which is Do the Right Film on YouTube. You can find us that way. We have a couple of videos on there already. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Any last words from, from you, Steve, or Harvey? Uh, see ya. Uh, Steve, uh, fuck. What was it again? We need to mm. phrase. Drag!